Usually I, um, I just, I kind of lay in my bed and do my podcast, but I feel like, I think we all know everybody kind of feels, you know, very claustrophobic. So I decided to switch it up, you know, sit up, well, kind of sit outside and talk to you guys today. Um, this episode's going to be a little different than from the other ones I've been doing. Um, I know I finally wrapped up that antediluvian era you know that little series there but um i started i actually started working on a couple i started you know going through all my notebooks and going through all my research and putting together a couple different um episodes but i don't know god's been leading me somewhere else and you know this morning um i woke up and you know i started reading my bible and stuff and i just started writing i started writing in my little notebook about my life and my journey and Just to, you know, reflect on where I've been and, you know, where I'm going. And I just wanted to share how I'm feeling. I wanted to share my testimony with you guys because I know when I started the podcast, I I was so excited. I mean, I was doing the research for like three years and I was so excited to get everything out there that, you know, you guys don't really know me and my story. And it's not even about like, Okay, well, it's not even about like, you know, getting to know me, even though I want you guys to know me. So it's more, you know, I want it to be personal. I want my podcast to be educational, but I also want it to inspire, you know, inspire and lead people to do their own research while they still can and, you know, draw them nearer to God because, you know, we all have a testimony in a way, you know, and yeah, I guess this is just, I'm just dragging it on, but I think I'm just going to share my testimony in hopes that it inspires somebody. You know, us believers, we believe in God. You know, we say we believe in God, but I don't really think it drives all the way home till you have something spectacular happen to you where God really reveals himself. Then you like, I feel like then it's then when you become a real, real believer with this quarantine and again guys i'm in the park so you might hear you know there's people riding their bikes and stuff so you might hear them in the background but um yeah i feel like you know especially with this quarantine i mentioned this in the last episode but like we're we're starting to feel the effects of it you know and i mean i'm an essential worker so i at least get to leave to go to work but still i'm going to work i'm coming back i'm cooped up in my house and for those who haven't even been able to leave their house like i kind of feel for them because like i'm saying like it's giving me anxiety like i like i felt like i had to come out and even though i'm just sitting in my car you know i'm looking at the fields here and the trees and we're really starting to feel the effects of it but i don't think we realize the blessing in this quarantine I'm, like i said i mentioned this last episode but You know, right now, you know, the news and the media, it's causing a lot of fear. It's driving a lot of fear amongst the people. And we know, we know who and what the spirit of fear is. We know 
what the spirit of fear and who it works for, you know? And aside from that, I think we're, because we're so sucked into this COVID and, you know, the propaganda and the hysteria and media, we're really missing the blessing in the quarantine. You know, God has, he, we're at home. We're at home. He's taken church from us. He's literally taken everything from us, right? So now we have no excuse. People are literally turning and running to God during this pandemic. Do you know what I mean? Us believers and us who us who peep the game happening with this COVID-19, we see what's happening and we see, we know what they're trying to do and, you know, what they're trying to use this COVID for. You know, you cause enough fear, you get people to submit to your will. You know, we know the end results, you know, if you, if you know the outcome, you'll see the journey. And I like, we're so blessed. We're so blessed that God has even given us the outcome. He loves us so much that he lets us know what this outcome is. And, you know, it's up to us. Like, are we going to take it seriously? You know what I mean? Are we going to take it seriously? We know the outcome. We could see what's being played out right now. And there's no other ways to put it other than, you know, we know they're going to come for us. We know it. We know they're going to come for us. So like this quarantine, the way I see it, it's like a last call. There is no excuse. God has even taken the churches from people. Right. And the thing is, too, like people turn to church to look for God. You know, they look to their pastors to look for God. Only through Jesus, we can get to the Father, okay? Don't get me wrong. Like, God uses pastors to, you know, he pre he, he gifts them with preaching, you know? Sometimes a pastor might, sometimes God may use a pastor to really preach a word to you in that moment. I'm not saying that's not a thing, but this is the problem with Christianity, this new Christianity, too much people running to the church and running to the pastor and not running to God. That relationship with God himself is not there, right? And this is why there's so much, this is why there's so much corruption in the church. This is why so many people are being misled in the church. When somebody starts going to church, they come there, they come to church in a state of vulnerability, okay? They're vulnerable, they're looking for God. And yes, the church is great, you know, in getting you, you know, getting you rolling into it. But a lot of times that's it, you know, you get caught up in all the, you know, the certain denominations, you know, all these different denominations do different things. Like this is the rules of the church. And it's like, okay, well, what about God? Yeah. Like, I mean, like I grew up, like I grew up in church. I grew up in church my whole life, basically. Like, I mean, I definitely went through a period, which I'm going to get to where I wasn't in the church, but I started going to the church pretty young. And, you know, I've, I've seen some things in my days. Like I remember me and my sister going to a church. My mom didn't go at the time. She used to send us with a grandparent, but like the pastor would be preaching, you know, that whole prosperity gospel, you know, um, if you pray enough and fast enough, you know, God will bless you with, you know, wealth and materialistic things. And, you know, pastor would roll up in her fur coats and her fancy cars. And as a kid, like I'd see it and I'm like, okay, like, you know, like, what is this? Is this what God is doing for people? 
And I remember telling my mom, my mom didn't believe us. She, because I mean, like if you're a kid and you go to church uh, you go to church and you come home, you know, mom's like, Oh, well, what did you learn in church? What happened in church? And you go, Oh, all they preached about was money. I mean, my mom didn't believe us. Like she was like, there's no way that's actually happening. And she went herself and saw it. And we never went back to that church ever again. Right. So like my journey in church, it was kind of like it, it went with my mom's journey as well, you know, because we went to church while my mom was going through, you know, her spiritual journey. And my mom found a church. It was a Pentecostal church. And we went to that church for many years. Um, but yeah, we started going to a Pentecostal church. And I remember when my mom decided to get baptized, you know, give her life over to God. And at the time I was young, I was like 11, 12, and I didn't know what baptism was or, you know, what the concept behind it was. And I remember I was, um, I was with my auntie at the time and, you know, my cousins and my sisters are in the car and I'm just like, you know, like what's, you know, what's the deal with baptism? Like, why is my mom getting baptized? And my auntie told me like, you know, she's just giving her life over to God. So I was like, okay, like what happens if you don't get baptized? My auntie told me full out, I'll never forget this. It scared me to death. She's like, well, you go to hell if you don't get baptized. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you saying right now? Like, and I was like, auntie, like if I don't get baptized, I'm going to go to hell. And she's like, yep. When I tell you it scared me to death, I went and got baptized the same day as my mother. Okay. Like I rushed to get that done because of course you hear something like that. Nobody wants to go to hell, whether you believe or not, nobody wants to go to hell. Everybody would love to go to heaven. Okay. So I went, I got baptized and yeah, that was that. And I, I mean, I was going to church, but it just, like, I just wasn't connecting. You know, I wasn't connecting to the church. I wasn't connecting to God. And I kind of started to fall out of it. You know, I was like, you know what? Like, clearly this isn't working. I'd only go to church um, on holidays and stuff. You know, you have your Easter, your Easter service, Christmas service, all this stuff, right? Like, I don't know, like going to church more and more, like my spirit just felt off in the church. So I stopped going all together. You know, I, I mean, honestly, I wasn't reading my Bible. You know, I'm a teenager. I'm just doing my own thing. In November 2010, my brother had passed. And my brother was always like, you know, that male figure in my life. Um, he was my best friend. I, I mean, I've always, oh, okay, I guess I'm about to get really real. I guess this is my testimony, so I might as well just be all out there, but... I mean, as a child, I, I've always kind of suffered with depression. Like now when I look back at my life, I could see I've always been kind of depressed as a kid. Um, there's a lot of emotions, a lot of things that I've seen that I shouldn't have seen. And, you know, it affected me. It affected me. And my brother was my best friend. So losing my brother and, you know, my male figure in my life, like my mom and my dad weren't together. They split up when I was pretty young. And so my brother became, you know, the male figure in my life and losing him, you know, it really, honestly, really traumatized me. And that depression, if anybody has suffered through depression, if anybody is depressed now, growing up as a kid, it was like, it was like when you're in water and you're struggling to stay afloat, like sometimes your head will dunk under, but you'll come back up. That's what I dealt with growing up as a child. And then when my brother had passed in 2010, 
it was like the waters grabbed me by my ankle and pulled me all the way down to the bottom. And I couldn't, I, I guys, I could, I really couldn't, I couldn't get back up. I couldn't get back up. I was, I was really mentally checked out. It was like I was existing without a soul. Like I was just empty and it went on like that for years. And you know, my life at home, it started to like, it was really messed up. It was really messed up. I was so miserable. Um, and it got to the point where I got used to not feeling any emotions. Like I was never happy, but I was good at pretending I was happy. I knew how to react in ways like if I'm supposed to be happy in an environment, I would know how to act happy, even though I didn't have any genuine emotions. I was so detached. And then I remember sometimes that I would just be at home in my bed or, you know, and then these emotions, I'd start feeling sadness. I would start like I would like the feeling of emotions was so foreign to me that when they started to pour out, I would get an anxiety attack because like the, the feeling of feeling emotions be, became so foreign to me because I got used to being numb. And because of that, because of the anxiety of having, you know, these emotions coming out of nowhere, I started to pick up on self-harming. And that went on for a long time until my little sister had seen the cuts on my arm. She picked up on it and, you know, she'd see where I, I don't know, she saw where I used to hide all my my little tools, my razor blades and stuff. And she hid them on me. And I remember one time I was having a panic attack. I was looking for my razors and her and I, we shared a room at the time. So I was like, there's no other person who comes to her in here other than her. So I was losing it and she was panicking. And like, now when I look at it, it's so horrible and I feel so bad that, you know, she even had to see anything like that and see me off my rocker like that. But, oh my God, it was so bad. Like, I can't even believe that was me. But yeah, it got really bad. And when my sister found out and it really traumatized her, I stopped self-harming. I mean, there were some times where I would slip up and do it, but I mostly I stopped then. But during this time, um, I was still pretty detached from the church. I mean, I was attending, but I was just attending because, you know, you know, when your mom is like, get up, it's Sunday, let's go to church, and you just go. And I actually had a friend, she knows who she is if she's listening, but she reached out to me, and literally in a time where I was about to commit suicide, she reached out to me, and you know, she really talked to me, and she she was dealing with the same things that I was dealing with. You know, she completely understood, and she was somebody I could lean on and it, we became each other's support system. Thank God. And because of her, I'm still alive, you know, and I thank God every day for her. I call her my soul sister. <laughs> and yeah, so that was that. That was, you know, my journey with depression and well, not really all of it, but at least with the self-harm, I didn't get to the point of suicide, you know? And I was battling, I was, I mean, I thought about suicide even like when I was like seven, eight, nine years old, like I've always thought about it, but every time I think about it, like God will show me like, 
it's not just about me, but how do you think everybody's going to deal with this? Like, even though I feel so unloved and so invisible, like this still has a ripple effect. And because I have a lot of empathy for people, like my thing is like, I don't want anybody to have to deal with my issues. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, instead of saving, instead of causing everybody grief and trouble, I'll just stay here then and just be miserable myself and suffer in silence. So that's what I did. Um, but then again, like I said, my friend, she came and she, she saved me. I really, I really believe God had sent her at the perfect timing. And again, we were, you know, we went to different churches together. We try out different churches. We'd always hang out. I always used to call them our little Skype rendezvous. We'd always Skype each other late in the night. We were always talking, always together. And, um, and it was great, but my life at home you know, like I said, um, you know, everybody has their own little journey, their own spiritual journey they have to go through. And my home life, my home life was really toxic, to be honest. And um, it wasn't to say that my mother was toxic. My mother was going through her own spiritual journey. You know, you have to go through a death in a sort, a spiritual death before you could really bloom. And I feel like, you know, my mom was battling with a lot of things as well. So I, I mean, I hold no grudge, no you know, I don't hold anything against her or anything, but it's just the environment I was in was very toxic. And like, you know, my family, like I come from a Caribbean family, things like mental health and stuff like that. It's foreign to them. You know what I mean? They don't understand the concept of it. Um, it got to the point where I was like, okay, enough is enough and I need to go. So I moved out, I moved out of home and I was battling with depression up until three years ago, basically. Um, I've been living with my fiance seven years now and I think um, the, fir the first five years was really bad and he got to see a side of me that he didn't know existed and I mean I never self-harm but because I stopped self-harming I picked up on new habits like you know I started overeating um, I was smoking a lot of weed I was drinking a lot of alcohol basically the same thing like I was just numbing myself you know and Oh my gosh, like three years ago, like changed my life. I had a life changing moment and I will never forget. I had a dream one night and the new year, we were coming up to the new year and I kept having feelings like something was going to be different. And I'll never forget. I had a dream one night. Basically, the dream showed me that me moving out on my own was God taking me out of an environment for me to grow. And even though I was, you know, smoking weed and drinking alcohol to numb that depression, numb that monster, God was coming to draw me out of it. I woke up the next day. I didn't realize that God had saved me from my depression until my fiance said to me a couple weeks later, like, he's like, babe, you're different. And I was like, I feel different, but I didn't realize that my depression had been gone. And when I realized, I'll never forget I was laying because I had that dream in October of 2016. And then I remember New Year's Eve, I was I was just laying on the floor in my bedroom. And just on my back, flat on my back, just laying on the floor. And I remember, I remember the feeling and I just sat up really quick and I was like, oh my gosh, something is gonna, something's gonna change. Something is going to change this year. 
And when it and when I tell you it did, God took me on this journey. Um, you know, God told me to read my Bible and I was reading, but nothing was clicking. And I I remember I was just sitting there and I was like, okay, like I mean, I went through the whole I went through the whole, you know, that phase where, you know, like I'm a black woman, right? And I went through the whole, I went through that whole phase during that phase where I wasn't going to church and, you know, I wasn't connecting to God. I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not believing in the Bible. The Bible was written by white men to oppress slaves and, you know, power to the people. I was all about it. I was all about it. And I remember, I remember after all these dreams and God is moving in my life and, I was like, okay, what is happening? And God brought me to a place of total submission. Okay. A place of total submission. And I remember I was bawling, you know, I'm talking about, you know, that cry that comes from deep within the gut. And I'm just like, you know what? I was like, I know I'm, I was very aware that things weren't okay. That the truth wasn't there. I knew that the truth was being hidden from us, but I didn't know what and how and I was like you know what the only the only person ever that will know the complete truth is God himself and God brought me to a come he kept coming to me coming to me with dreams until he brought me to my knees in total submission and I said God I see that you're doing you're trying to get to me and I've been resisting but you know what I can't resist anymore I'm gonna open myself up wide up to you I said, the only thing I've been trying to search for is the truth. This is in my spiritual journey, okay? I'm talking about truth for my spirit. I can't get it here. Everything's been mistaught. Everything is misconceived. Everything is misunderstood. I just want the complete and total truth from you and you alone. Guys, when I tell you after I said that prayer, my life changed. The only thing God said to me after I stopped praying was read my bible now after i stopped reading my bible like i mean i've read my bible how many times but i got over it because i had that whole notion that the bible was written by white men to oppress slaves he said read your bible so i was like really all right fine i opened up genesis and i'm reading and as i'm reading new things are standing out to me i read my bible within the i read the bible front to back with brand new eyes and it was like I read a completely different book from what I was taught. And from reading my Bible this way, I've been able to have like gain all this knowledge, which I've started this podcast to share. And every time I had doubts, God would send me a sign that I was on the right path. The joy that I felt in my soul was on it's I it's like that joy from the tip of your toes to the every hair follicle on your head like it was unbelievable I'd be walking down the sidewalks crying rejoicing and praise and worship all the time because I couldn't believe the way God was moving in my life the way he it was like he was showing off like yes I'm here and I'm real and I'm like oh my goodness like we know God is real but oh my gosh is he ever real you know what I mean? Like, I feel like some of us even we believe in a God because we go, oh, yeah, we believe in a God because how else did all of this happen? But like, do we believe? Do we believe? 
oh my goodness like wow now I'm like I'm just now I'm thinking about it like it's been so long since I've even told anybody this story but anytime I like reflect on my life it's just like wow I was on a path to destruction I was I was on a path to suicide and God brought me out of all of this and even like the topics that I talk about, you know, it's not popular in the church because, you know, this new Christianity, they teach a prosperity Bible. Do you know what I mean? They don't talk about, you know, the bad things. We know, we know the outcome. We know there's a spiritual war against us. We know we are part of God's army, but what is the church doing to really prepare us for that? You know what I mean? We sin and we fall. Yes. Like I'm not perfect. You know what I mean? But they say, you know, fast repent you know like i'm not into that whole oh we'll keep making the res- the same mistakes over and over and over again and just repent like repentance is about actually changing your life for the better you know what i mean not just oh no i did this again let me oh god i'm sorry for this please forgive me and then carry on with your life as is do you know what i mean and with the way that everything is going I thank God that he came to me and brought me out of the shadows, brought me out of the hands of destruction, because now I could see, I could see what's going on and I could see the game. Do you know what I mean? I was having this conversation with my mom yesterday and I was like, you know, this quarantine, you know, everything that's going on, it's, you know, these, these guys, the enemy really knows how to play us. We sit here and we work to support this system, this beast system. And... I mean, like, I work at the bank, bro. Like, you know what I mean? I work at the bank. And I sit there and we have these meetings and stuff. And I sit there with my mouth shut. And I'm like, all right. You know what I mean? I'm seeing things unfold out so I could get the word out. You know what I mean? And I was telling my mom, you know, we have to we have to really learn how to play the game. We have to learn how to play the game. We know where our treasures are. We know where our true home is. Right. So while we're here, you know, the government has set it up, you know, the man, the B system, they've set it up to become the gods in our lives. Okay. They, we can't get married without them knowing. We can't travel without them knowing. We can't get healthcare without them knowing. You know what I mean? Our God given rights has been taken from us into the hands of them and they've positioned themselves in our lives as God. Do you get what I'm saying? And we sit here and we work and we sustain this B system, this matrix system, right? And we let it run us. And I was telling my mom, you know, we have to learn to play the game. Don't let the game play you. When you let the game play you, then you fall into this trap. The people who are in total chaos and fear right now, they're letting the game play them. Don't let the game play you. You play the game. Again, if you know the outcome, you'll see the journey. We see what's happening with this COVID. Okay. We see what they're trying to issue in. I didn't I didn't want to sit here and do an episode and talk about this COVID. You know what I mean? I feel like that's all we've been talking about. I'm so over it. But God is so real. God is so real. And This quarantine is a blessing. Those of us who are still struggling, those of us who are still struggling with mental illness, with depression, with anxiety, 
We are at home. We are in the safety of our homes. God is calling on us. If we take the time to listen and answer to his calling, oh my God, would he ever change your life? I'm so ever thankful. I'm so ever thankful. And I'm so like, oh my God, I can't even explain it. Like the feeling in my chest, I could cry right now, but that God will bring you to a place of, you know what I mean? Serenity. And what's funny too is like everybody's at home on quarantine right now. And when God brought me to my knees, I'll never forget. It was a Tuesday and I had a day off and I was in my house. I didn't leave. I didn't leave my house for nothing. I was just in my house in the safety of my home. And he called on me. He, he'd been trying to call on me, but I kept resisting to the point where I said, okay, okay, okay. I'm right here. Do what you got to do. Because clearly, clearly you're calling me for a reason. And who am I? Who am I to resist the creator that made everything? The creator that made me. Use this quarantine. Turn off your TVs. Turn off social media. And just, you know, get in a space of serenity and meditation. And meditate on the word of God. Listen for his voice. He's calling each and every one of us in these times here. This is the last call. These people, the enemy is coming for us. And God has shut us in our homes, just like in Exodus, when the plague of death was passing over. And he told the Israelites to put the, the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. Cover your homes in the blood of Jesus. Cover and protect your homes in the name of Jesus, that this too will pass. And stay in total praise and worship and hear the calling that the calling of God. He's calling for his people. He is getting us prepared for what's to come. The enemy, the enemy might be working, but God is always working harder. God is always working harder. So I guess, I mean, I guess that's my talk for today. <laughs> that was so random. Like I'm just literally sitting out here for a fresh air and I just, I just, I'm just filming on my phone or recording on my phone and I was like just sitting here reflecting on my life and I hope this inspires somebody um God will call you out of the deepest waters he will call I was in the bottom of the ocean and God reached his hand in and yanked me out of there so fast I didn't even realize I was out that's how fast it was I didn't even realize that my depression was gone because it was that quick overnight overnight like i remember reflecting and being like oh my goodness like when you really think about depression and these you know mental illnesses i remember growing up in church and you know how when they say oh you're demon possessed and all this kind of stuff it's definitely the wrong way to go about things but i was looking at it i'm like yo these are de definitely you know influences of spirits for sure my depression turned me off completely, okay? I was a robot. I was completely empty inside. I had no emotions. Now when I reflect on my life, and it's like, during that time, even though I was turned off, I didn't realize, you know, I was taking for granted the fact that God was still waking me up every day. I was never starving. I, was, I never went through anything horrible happening to me you know what I mean and I'm so grateful for that I'm so grateful for that and when I reflect on my life you know my childhood 
my interests like I mean as a kid I was obsessed I was obsessed with learning about mythology and like ancient I was such a nerd I was such a nerd and this brought me my own joy I would always do research on my own and I was always super aware you know I was able to watch movies and watch TV shows and because I'm very detail oriented I would always pick up on you know things in the background and when I would see patterns I'm like hold on wait what is this you know what I mean? And then I would start researching. And even though I wasn't on the path that I am now, I had this knowledge in the back of my mind because I was just always curious, you know? And I think that's what it is. A lot of people don't question the norm. Whereas I was definitely that person to always go, well, why? You know, you know, when you hear those little kids who go, well, why? Why? You know, that's how I was. I was, well, why? You know, and when I went and I got the information for myself, I mean, it led me to the point where I was like, you know, screw the Bible and, you know, that whole, you know, Hotep movement where, you know, I was all about the people, black power, you know, well, not black power, but you know what I mean? And, um, you know, God came to show me, nope, this scripture is very real. It's very real, but it's just the way that it's been taught has been manipulated, manipulated by the enemy. I mean, the Bible is a great self-help book. It's a great book for inspiration, but it's also our history. It is also what has led us to where we are today. Do you know what I mean? And it's a it's a book of prophecy that tells us where, where we will go. You see the outcome, you'll see the journey. That's what I'm saying. Like my podcast, the reason why I started it is because when God showed me what was up, even though we know the outcome, the enemy has done his part to hide his footsteps so we couldn't so we can't see the journey right because they've turned to us they've turned us to lies well believe us believe us don't believe god's outcome don't believe what god told you what will happen believe what we will tell you what will happen right and it's kind of like everybody biting of that forbidden fruit you know that fruit that you know satan led eve to eat and that's what it's all about right that's all what it's all about like eve and adam they knew who their creator was but from eating from that fruit it was like all right so that's that's what's up you choose you choose the serpent over listening to me and look at where it's got us you know what i mean and this is this is what the battle has always been are you going to listen to the serpent and continue to eat from that tree or are you going to listen to God who brings forth life? These guys, these bad guys are trying to attain immortality, but without God. Do you know what I mean? Like we know, we know the bigger picture. We know it's a war. It's not just about us as well. There's something a lot more bigger going on. Do you know what I mean? And on this earth, what will happen is that these guys want to take the earth for themselves. They know it. it this earth doesn't belong to us. We did not create it. It belongs to the creator, right? And these guys, these bad guys want to take it from him. Come on, like, look at how the earth has been colonized by people. They want to colonize the world from its creator. Do you get what I'm saying? And the reason why Satan, why Satan is working to reap these souls is so when the day comes, the day of the final battle, it will be the creator against his creation. Do you see what's happening here? Again, you know the outcome you'll see the journey. It doesn't matter that to the people who don't believe there's a God who believes this is nothing but fairy tales. It does not matter because the people who are making the decisions about our lives right now, the enemy, they know what is real. Can you believe that's how crazy it is? 
They have people that don't, they have people believing there's no God while they know there is a God. So guys, I just pray like take advantage of this quarantine. Pray that God opens your eyes and opens your heart to what's going on because you know, I've been talking about spiritual warfare and you know, like we're all anticipating a world war right now, but we don't even know there's a war that's been going on for hundreds of years against us and our souls. You know, I'm so I'm so glad that God has taken me up out of you know, the mess that I was in and proved to me that scripture was real and proved to me that he was more real than anything and showed me himself how real he was. I'm so, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. And I pray, I pray for each and every one of you who are listening. If you are struggling, if you, if you need encouragement, if you need prayer, you can always reach out to me. I love to, like, I love to talk, you know, I've, like, I was telling my mom this. It's so crazy. It's so crazy when you realize that God has been setting you up. You know, we all know we have a purpose, you know, in God's creation, but you know, that's what life's all about. Like, what is my purpose? Everybody's looking for their purpose. And when God shows you your purpose, yo, it ain't no joke, man. It's the most fulfilling thing ever. Like, come on. Like as a kid, I was obsessed with mythology and, you know, outer space. And, you know, I was so interested in like, you know, the wonders of the world, you know, and growing up, even through my depression and everything, I never stopped learning. That's one thing I'm, I'm always proud of that, you know, I'm always willing to learn. And, you know, even at a point in time when I hit college, I used to want to have my own radio show. But I always thought like if I had my own radio show, like what would it be about? You know, I could have went to school and, you know, gotten my communications degree, but I never did because I was like, if I do, what am I going to do? Go and play the same, like, what is it? Hot 100, the same songs over and over again on the radio and talk about foolishness. Do you know what I mean? I always wanted my own radio show, but I didn't know like what, like what kind of radio show would I have? And it's so crazy that here I am with this podcast and thank God for, you know, the technology that allows us to have our own voices as well. And, you know, here I am with my own podcast talking about what I absolutely love, you know, and I wouldn't have put this all together unless... You know, if I if I didn't have the knowledge that I did even as a, as a kid growing up and learning this stuff on my own, I would have never been able to put all of this together, you know? And when I realized that everything that I've come to learn, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, there's a reason I was obsessed with this stuff. There's a reason, you know what I mean? Like, everything came together completely. And I was like, wow. So this is what you were doing this whole time. And again, it puts you in such a state of like peace and, you know, just serenity, just serenity. And I feel incredibly blessed. I feel very, very blessed that, you know, there's seven, like almost eight billion people on this planet. And in a time of submission, the creator of the entire universe came to give me, little old me, the answer I've been looking for my whole life. Like, what? God loves every single one of us. There's no life without him. He is the life force. Oh my gosh, man. Take advantage of this quarantine, guys. We don't have any work. I know it's hard. I know it's so hard for the parents right now with the kids. The kids are getting restless. I understand. I'll be, I'm praying. I'm praying for the parents with the kids, you know, and I can't even imagine having to work from home as well with the kids so restless as well. 
you know, but I pray that God gives you strength. God has stripped us from everything, all distractions, so we could be in total submission to him. But who's going to answer? So I think that's all for my TED Talk today. <laughs> this was totally different than anything I've done so far. Um, like I said, I mean, I'm just sitting in my car, you know, in the park. And I'm just chilling. I just, you know, I turned on my mic and I just started talking out loud. This is me, you know, doing reflection and healing myself as well and this felt good i was so restless in my house but this feels good and you know i just wanted to chat that's all i am um i've had a couple of people ask me when am i putting out another episode yeah so for like you know for those of you who listened to the last episode i know you guys heard me drop those gems about atlantis and yes the next episode will be about atlantis i've been gathering my little notebooks and it's so hard I like anytime I look at my notebooks I'm like what was I thinking like I gotta sift through them because sometimes if I can't find one notebook I'm just writing randomly whatever and the other ones so, like my notes are a mess so I've been going through everything so I could go ahead and put together an episode about Atlantis and you know because it kind of ties into how or it ties into the antediluvian era and yeah i thought it would be interesting but yeah i just wanted to sit here and you know talk see how everybody's doing um but yeah get let you guys you know get to know me a little bit know my journey and what brought me here and yeah that's that's my journey that's literally my journey god i asked for the truth and he gave it to me you know what i mean asking you shall receive within reason of course but that's what i did that's what i did i asked and and i received and i'm so grateful for it i really am i'm gonna wrap this up here but i hope you guys have a good week you know continue to pray um psalms 91 has been really helping me also um you know, can't go wrong with Psalms 23. You know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul and he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because God is with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup. Oh my gosh, does my cup ever runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Most High God forever. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. You guys have a good week. I hope to put out another episode soon. Um... Like, I mean, like, I'm not in any rush. I've learned to, you know, kind of, I don't want this podcast to become an idol in my life. I don't want to be like, okay, I have to put out an episode on Friday. Like, I don't want it. To, I don't want the podcast itself to become an idol or a priority. I want to put out things as, you know, God leads me. And that is why, you know, I'm not uploading every single week or I'm just flowing. I'm going with the flow and I don't think I'm going to change that. You know, um, I'm just going to go where God leads me. Okay, guys. So any questions, feel free to message me at Till Shiloh Radio on Instagram. I've started putting, you know, these episodes up on YouTube as well. And the 
channel name is till shiloh radio the music mixes are up there as well but yeah you guys take care stay blessed again take advantage of this quarantine god is calling us and i love you guys and i hope you guys answer till shiloh radio